Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here and we're doing it. We're going to talk some daily fantasy football. I don't know anything about fantasy, so hopefully one of you guys has some knowledge here. What's going on, Max? Uh, if you're looking for knowledge, it's probably going to be rich. I'm I'm just here for personality and good looks. Oh, there you go. What's going on, Rich? Well, I'm, I have the personality and good looks, and if you're here for knowledge, then mm, well, then this, you've come to the right place. Panther's around too. I'm not sure how good his signal is. What's going on, Panther? And now we know. And now we know. That's it. <laughs> All right. So, Rich, you did just like the fantasy golf. You sent me some rankings here. Yes, sir. How are we going to approach daily fantasy football? Just because it's a broad question. How do you approach it? Well, the thing about daily fantasy football is that yeah, yeah, it's real difficult, obviously, but the one thing that you kind of have to do is you have to stream your quarterback with one of his wide, one of the, his wide receivers or a tight end because there's a high correlation between a quarterback that does well in his number one wide receiver, even his number two wide receiver. So what you got to try to do is you have to try to find value in your quarterback wide receiver combo. And then in terms of running backs, you got to kind of find guys who catch passes. And again, looking for value, that's that's the name of the game. Buy guys on the cheap that can score points. So that's kind of what we're looking for and hoping that we'll get. Max, is that how you stack your, your fantasy teams too? It's like you try and pair them up? 
Yeah, I, I I love pairing it up. I mean, I, I'm not so much into the daily fantasy when I have played daily fantasy, though, that, that I, I love the one-two combos. But even on my standard fantasy teams, if I can find a quarterback uh, tight end or quarterback wide receiver combination, it, listen, man, if you got faith in, in one of them, then you, you know – the other one's probably going to put up big numbers too, right? I mean, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna invest in a wide receiver in your first or second round of a standard, uh, you know, or PPR league, then eyeing up their quarterback later down as a value play, it's it really is. It's like printing money because you're doubling up the points. Um, I, I was not as successful this year in my 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 main fantasy draft, um, but I I did get uh the you know teammates <laughs> i got running back inside end from the chiefs um but yeah if, if i if i could have got mahomes and uh, kelsey whew, man yeah that, that's a championship right there <laughs> all right so rich should we just talk about rankings or we talk about yours your sheet individually Actually, no, we-, we can do a little bit of both we can talk about my sheet i know that um you know i teamed up i think you're getting some good value in the tight end uh from the uh, Atlanta Falcons and, and teaming them up with Matt Ryan um, last year in uh, Matt Ryan was one of the top quarterbacks in terms of fantasy production. And then when I look at the, 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 I put together the statistics for this week and I have the Falcons as the number one passing offense going to throw for about 350 yards. And I know people are looking at them against the Seattle Seahawks, but Seattle's lost Jadavian Clowney. They couldn't really generate a pass rush last year. I don't think they're going to generate a pass, ru- a pass rush this year. And as such, I think that you're going to find they're going to be able to uh, throw the ball pretty aggressively. They do. They can't really run the ball anyway. And I teamed up Matt Ryan with the tight end Hayden Hurst. It's probably not a name a lot of people are familiar with, but he last year played in Baltimore. And he just made big play after big play after big play when he was targeted by Lamar Jackson. He's got a little better thrower in Matt Ryan than he had with um, Lamar Jackson. And with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, now Todd Gurley, this is a guy who's going to probably find a lot of space down the middle of the field in the seams. And I see a lot of big plays coming from him. And on DraftKings, he's only $4,300. So if you team up Matt Ryan with Hayden Hurst, and I think you're going to have a pretty good stream combination there without needing to spend the money on either Julio Jones or on Calvin Ridley. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's a solid play. Really, you know, Matt Ryan's one of these guys that can put up numbers, right? No matter how bad the Falcons team is year in and year out, Matt Ryan steadily puts up numbers so looking at a value quarterback and, and really you know, when you're when you're doing your your overall drafts anyway uh, you're trying to find value at the quarterback yeah you can spend a first round pick on someone like Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes and, and you're going to get you know uh big big numbers from them but you're also spending a first round pick on on one of these quarterbacks where you can find someone like Matt Ryan Ryan or Matt Stafford hell i i even got uh Aaron Rodgers in in the 10th round yesterday in my draft. So, I mean, you're going to be able to find quarterbacks on the quote-unquote cheaper that can put up numbers. Matt, Matty Ice is one of these guys that can put up numbers. Another guy who, you know, people don't really eye that I think can give you some value too 
in in Las Vegas now is Derek Carr. The guy's got a high percentage. He's got some playmakers around him now. They they drafted um, Henry Ruggs the third from Alabama, who is probably going to be the second Tyreek Hill like guy in the AFC West. So don't sleep at all on um, on Derek Carr with some of the weapons that they have. And 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 they're talking about passing the ball a little bit more to the to the running back now too. So. I think you could see some good value in Derek Carr both this weekend and from a fantasy team perspective. So Josh Jacobs is a running back that I targeted this week. Carolina could not stop the run. They lost Luke Keekley. They lost both of their interior linemen uh, to the Dallas Cowboys, but one is injured and out for the year. Uh, so I don't think they could stop the run last year. They lost the center of their defense. I think I could probably gain five yards a, a carry against Carolina. <laughs> So Josh Jacobs should be able to get at least five and a half. Yeah, and you, I'm looking at I'm looking at your picks, your sheet here, which is over on the website, AbsoluteDegeneracy.com. You can see Rich's uh, sheet of integrity, but I'm looking at the totals too. I just kind of wanted to see where Vegas's head is at, and it looks like the games you've got like uh, um, uh, Vegas and Car- and Carolina over under forty eight. Um, you got Atlanta, Seattle over under 49. So it looks like those are high scoring games. So Rich, if I were to look at, should I be looking at totals too? Like if it's, if, if, I'm, if I've got players and the totals 38 and a half, I should probably rethink my sheet. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, I, I focus on. So what I do in creating my Excel rankings is I look at the, well, what I do is I project out what the score is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then I, I take the team's offense and, and defense. So like the Falcons versus Seattle in, in in the Matt Ryan case. And I look to see what the Falcons passing game is like relative to the average for the league. So are they better or worse than the average passing team in the league? And then I look at Seattle's defense and say, is Seattle's defense better or worse than the average passing defense in the league? So if I get a better passing offense than average against a worse passing defense than average, it shouldn't bring – uh, Arizona down, I mean, Atlanta down, a- Atlanta should actually do better. So I project out the run, how many yards they're going to get in the air. I project out how many rushing yards they're going to get. And then I project the score. So I look to see for offenses that are playing against defense. So better than average offenses against worse than average defenses in high scoring games. And that's how I go about putting my rankings. And then, you know, I do some averages when they score a touchdown, what percent of the you know what percent of the touchdown passes go to Julio Jones? Go to Calvin Ridley when they rush the ball? Which running backs? What percentage? What's the carry split? Who gets the end zone carries? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then from there, all of that goes into a handy dandy Excel sheet, and it projects how many points a, a guy is going to score. Okay, it's a lot of it's a lot of work and a lot of moving pieces. And we talked about this yesterday, Arch, uh, by email. And I hadn't used the sheet since the Super Bowl. Then you go back and you look at it and you're like, what's this column for again? <laughs> so you, in the first week, you spend about probably two or three times more time than you usually do because you're just trying to to remember how does this work? Right, right. No, I have the same problem. Max, I know you have the same problem, too. It's kind of jogging the me- jogging the memory yeah, of how this shit yeah. works. Yeah. That, that's me with baseball every year. It's yeah. just looking at, looking at the Excel spreadsheet and remembering, like, okay, what am I doing here? <laughs> uh, a couple couple points about yeah. uh, the, the Vegas uh, Raiders here. Is I, I mean, I love Josh Jacobs. I think he's, he's going to put up a lot of numbers. I'm, I'm 
differing with you on my opinion of Derek Carr, not because I don't think highly of Derek Carr, but because I don't think highly of Chucky Gruden and what he can do with Derek Carr. I think that he's going to get frustrated with Carr at the first sign of a mistake, and he's going to you know mix things around in quarterback. So uh, maybe not in week one, but uh, as a long-term play, uh, Derek Carr might not be someone that I want to trust just because I don't trust Chucky Gruden and what he's going to do at the quarterback position, especially with uh, Marcus Mariota now as the backup there. So uh, he seems very high up on 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 Mario, not, not Mariota. Um, who's the who's the, who's the backup that they have? Yeah, Marcus yeah. Mariota. Mariota. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I think uh, Chucky's been talking about Mariota like tremendously, you know, over the the off season, whatever. So I don't know about Derek Carr as a long term solution. Maybe sniff him for Week One uh, against his Carolina quote unquote defense. <laughs> so, uh, but I love Josh Jacobs out there. Yeah, well, the one thing is with daily fantasy is you, 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 the good thing is you get to throw guys in the scrap heap as the coaches do. One thing I read though from the from the reporters on the ground who are socially distanced from practicing one another is that Derek Carr has handily outperformed Mariota in the uh, in the practices. So it it was a clear cut Derek Carr as the starter. Um, so I, I think Derek Carr this week could be an opportunity for folks to to score a lot of points in, on your daily fantasy teams, whether it's DraftKings or FanDuel. You don't have to pay up for him. He's probably, he's kind of inexpensive. So that's one of the reasons why I would look at him. In terms of pairing him up, you know, I'd probably pair him up with his tight end, Darren Waller, because the, the guys on the outside are a little bit inconsistent in terms of um, where Derek Carr likes to go with the ball, but you know he's going to throw the ball to his tight end. So that if you do take Derek Carr, that's probably the way I would go. And, you know, and tomorrow, you know, so on Thursdays and Sundays and Mondays, they have like games that are individual games. So when you look at it, um, for tomorrow, you know, everyone thinks the obvious pick between the two quarterbacks is going to be Patrick Mahomes, but you get a little bit more value and you only give up a few points for um, Deshaun Watson. So I would probably lean Deshaun Watson tomorrow over Patrick Mahomes. But the one player I think I would want on my team tomorrow between Kansas City and the um, Houston Texans is David Johnson. O'Brien traded. DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. He's the coach. He's the GM. He's going to use David Johnson until his legs fall off to make that trade look good. So I would think about uh, in the way they work tomorrow is you have the captain spot where you get one and a half points for, but you also have to pay one and a half times the salary. The guy I'm targeting to put in my captain spot tomorrow is absolutely David Johnson. I think he's going to like I said, O'Brien's going to use that poor guy until he he's not able to run anymore. That's a really smart play, and if, and if I'll, I'll pass the the torch to Arch here to talk about uh, that Kansas City run uh, defense. What do we expect? <laughs> I mean, honest to God, what do you expect? Because they you know they they looked okay last the last half of last season. Yeah, but they were also of the frame of mind that they didn't care yeah. if they gave up the run. So that's the thing. It's like you you want to run the ball on us, fine. We're going to stop you. We're going to stop you from scoring. So to me, yeah, the run defense clamped down when it mattered most in the playoffs. But throughout that season, they did not care about getting run on at all. But their defense showed up when, when it mattered on a, on a third and long. It's like yeah, you 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 want to get you know two yards here, three yards here, fine. Now it's now it's third and five. We're going to stop you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's been uh, what's his name's uh, 
Spags. Yeah, that's been Spags' oh, calling Spags, card his whole career. For, for, forever. Yeah. Forever. He's like, you know, you you want you want to put the ball on the ground, that's fine. We're we're gonna make you earn it when it's third and long. Right. Right. So yeah, it could be a hell of a play. It could be a hell of a play. And if you know, I mean, we know that Bill O'Brien wants to be, you know, <laughs> doesn't want to be a fucking idiot. So yeah. Well, what do you want to be and what you are don't always work out to be right <laughs> the same. But I, I do think you know, he's got to prove that that trade was a good trade for Houston. And tomorrow night, he's going to put David Johnson on display. And that's the guy I would put in my captain spot. You know, if we, if we cycle back to, um, to Sunday, a wide receiver I'd have my eye on too is Deshaun Jackson. Carson Wentz, Eagles should throw for a few yards, but he doesn't really have a whole lot of people to throw to. So I, I think it's two tight ends, Zach Ertz and uh, what, um, Dallas Godert provided he's uh, uh, recovered from getting knocked out in a bar in Boise. And Deshaun Jackson's about all he has. So I, I can see some real big plays from Deshaun Jackson against the Washington football team from the Washington cornerbacks. May not be all that good this year. I think they're in the uh, Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes for sure, Washington, along with Jacksonville. So Deshaun Jackson and um, McLaren from Washington football team on the other side are two wide receivers I've picked. I think they're both going to be highly targeted. They're both going to probably ha- catch seven to eight balls, and they both have the potential for at least a touchdown and you know to go over 100 yards. Yeah, I, I had McLaurin on my team last year, and he was such a disappointment. <laughs> I, I, was, I was hoping that he was going to have that breakthrough year last year. Uh, maybe this is the year for him. Uh, my, my hope for him – and honestly, my hope for for the Washington football team is uh, that Alex Smith can demonstrate that he's 100% healthy and can get out on that field. Uh, I would love to see him out there. I'm a big Alex Smith fan, and I think that consistency at quarterback could be something that helps uh, get, get McLaurin over that hump. I think he suffered from that last year, is that from week to week, he had no idea who the hell was going to throw him the ball. And and he had to adjust to uh, different quarterbacks th- throughout last season. So um, maybe at some point uh, McLaurin uh, can settle into that offense. Uh, you know, I think as long as Rivera is healthy and he's out on the field to try to coach that team, I think he's that's what he's going to try to build is some kind of sense of consistency there. Maybe not winning uh, because again. That's counterproductive to what they uh, want to achieve in the long term with this franchise. They actually want to lose this year, uh, but I think they can still put up some numbers. Um, so McLaurin might be one of these guys that that is due for a breakout year. No, he was doing pretty well last year until he got injured. So, And he was catching about a touchdown a game early on. I would expect he'll do pretty well. And I also have Alvin Robinson uh, because he's um, – for the, for the Bears, he's just a target magnet. Trubisky looks at him, Allen Robinson, Alvin Robinson. Allen Robinson is a target magnet, and I think you're going to probably see him approach double-digit catches, double-digit targets pretty much week in and week out as long as Trubisky is the quarterback. So he's a guy I would target on my team. Now, as far as guys that I would avoid, even though Carolina is playing against the Raiders, I would probably avoid Teddy Bridgewater. He's more of a game manager. I don't suspect that he's going to have a very big game. I know there's a lot of hoopla around Joe Burrow at quarterback. I would be nervous week one. He hasn't played in the NFL's game speed yet, hasn't played behind that offensive line, doesn't have any timing with his wide receivers. So Joe Burrow is a guy I would definitely fade this week, see how he plays, and then maybe come back to him later on. 
Um, so on the quarterback side, I would definitely fade those two guys. All right. Good advice. Max, is there, you think there's anybody out there we should avoid? Any team, any player? Just want to... Uh, there's, you know, there, there's a couple of teams that, again, um, if, if you want to, if you want to see if you can get uh, value in Gardner Minshew the third, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I think there's other quarterbacks out there that you might find better value in, uh, because I do think that the Jaguars are aiming to be atrocious this year. <laughs> so if, if you're looking up, uh, anyone on that Jaguars team, um, uh, even even uh, um, their wide receiver uh, Chark, right? Um, mm-hmm. He he's a guy that's probably going to uh, cost you something and and might not produce because the fact that there's just so little around him right now. There's so little around that team. He's going to be the number one target, but what what happens when the when the teams start double teaming him and and neutralizing him on the field? There's not much else that the Jaguars can do offensively there. Um, so maybe start eyeing up some of the the wide receiver twos on the Jaguars, <laughs> figuring that Chark is going to get uh, a double team there, and, and maybe you find a little bit of value. Um, so I, I, any one of the ja- Jacksonville Jaguars, I, I'd probably be resistant of, of jumping on same thing with Carolina Panthers, man. I mean, I, I know they got Teddy Bridgewater there in, in QB now in uh, Carolina. He, he looked really nice when he was uh, on the, the backup for, for the jets. He looked really nice as the backup on uh, new Orleans. This is a guy that was, was aiming for a superstardom over there in Minnesota. I don't like him in Carolina. I don't think he's a good fit there. So I, I would probably avoid him as well. So, you know, going back to Jacksonville, where, where is the mustache going to go with the ball? <laughs> the uh, I, I would look at, because they're going to probably be behind in a lot of games. Minshew is probably going to throw the ball maybe as much as any other quarterback in the league this year. The one guy I would probably look at there that you're going to get a lot of value in because game script is going to call for passing is Chris Thompson. Uh, he's going to be the running back that's catching seven, eight, nine balls. You're not going to pay a lot for him on any given week. And he might not score touchdowns. He might not pile up yards. But I can see him you know, catching six to seven balls a week, racking up 60 to 70 yards and maybe scoring a touchdown every every third game or so and and putting up 10 to 11 points for you. And in daily fantasy, you know, getting value where you can score double-digit points can be the difference between cashing not cashing and then cashing, you know, a nice size, uh, you know, roster one week and not. So, you know, when you're, when you're taking flyers, the last thing you want to do is pull a zero. And I think Chris Thompson is going to be, you know, high floor, low ceiling guy, but you know, you can count on that production week in and week out because Jackson Phil's just going to be behind. You guys got room for a Panther. Yeah. Let's give us, give us your quick thoughts on fantasy. Man, I've, you know, I've been listening to you guys for now about 15 minutes. You've, you've touched on some stuff I really, really like. I, I could not agree more on Thompson um, as a value play. And it's because of a guy like Thompson, you know, you referenced Carolina. I'm almost week in and week out. I'm going to build my team around Christian McCaffrey. And I know he's going to be really overpriced, but they got nobody else. And Bridgewater's used to throwing the ball to a running back like he did New Orleans with Kamara. He's going to be the outlet. He's got, I mean, this guy is durable. He touches the ball like 30 times a game. So when you go with a guy like McCaffrey, you have to get a guy like, like Chris Thompson. Um, so I definitely agree with Rich there. And on the quarterbacks, you know, I think Phillip Rivers can have a really nice year 
with the talent he's got in Indianapolis. They've got some young wide receivers. They've got the Wisconsin running back and Taylor to go along with Marlon Mack. I think if you're looking for value of quarterback, Phillip Rivers can actually be a really, really cheap play that allows you a lot more dollars to use at, you know, wide receiver, tight end, uh, a better defense, things like that. So I like Phillip Rivers a lot uh, for a value play. Um, and then a tight end that I'm looking at, he's not really going to be a tight end, but he qualifies as Noah Font in Denver. They're going to line him up as a split end and a slot guy, and he's going to get a lot of run um, because they really – I mean, they're breaking in another rookie there at wide out, and uh, I, I look for Noah Font to get a lot of targets and a lot of looks. And, again, that's going to be a cheap play that will allow you to go out and get a big-name wide receiver like a Michael Thomas. So um, those are some of the value plays. I agree with Rich. I, I look at value first so that I can see what I can afford later. If I can find some value plays like a Chris Thompson and a Noah Font, it allows me to spend some big money on those big name players later. Yeah, Philip Rivers, you know, he's he's $6,000 going up against Jacksonville. The only thing I worry about Philip Rivers this week is that they get ahead and they don't throw the ball a lot and they just they work out Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. And so the game script could put him in a place where Philip Rivers is not putting the ball up a lot. I think, you know, I'm looking for high scoring games where the teams, you know, from a quarterback perspective, you kind of want to have a quarterback on a team that's likely to be behind and has to put the ball up a lot to kind of get the team back into the game. So that's one of the things that I, you know, I look forward in in my picking. One running back I would definitely fade this week is um, Alvin Kamara because that Tampa Bay defense against the run is just ridiculous. And I don't know that Kamara is going to gain a lot of ground running the ball. He might catch the, you know, get a few catches, maybe break off a big play, but he certainly was disappointing last year. He's up against the top running defense in the, in the league from last year. I think they gave up like 70 yards a game, some really low amount. And that's probably because you could pass for thousands of yards against them. I expect that to be a high scoring game. And, you know, if, I, if I'm looking at that game, I'm looking at the quarterbacks and, the, you know, the outside guys, wide receivers and tight ends. Right. Let's, uh, let's start wrapping this up. Max, any final thoughts? No, again, um, I'm I'm less of a fantasy, uh, a daily fantasy guy. Uh, I do, you know, keep tabs on, on all the players and having transactions in my traditional fantasy uh, league that I've been doing now for, you know, better part of 15 years. <laughs> so uh, it was a little different this year. We dropped the keeper uh, for the first time mm. in ages and we uh, randomized the draft just because, hey, it's 2020. Why not? So I ended up with the fourth pick in the draft yesterday um, and uh, took, took a big flyer on uh, uh, your running back in KC. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. so it's either going to be massively successful for me or I'm going to be uh, doomed to fail and be in the bottom of the league this year. But again, it's 2020, so who knows? Uh, fun stuff, though, guys. So check in uh, on AbsoluteDegeneracy.com or the DGENs app. And let us know what you think about Daily Fantasy with uh, Runline Richie Rich here and Sex Panther. Uh, make sure to listen to us on that app, right? You can do the DGENs radio. You can also listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podsail, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Fantasy. Richie, final word. Fantasy football, yes, but it turns into real dollars if you get it right. And we'll be posting our rankings 
on AbsoluteDegeneracy.com. So make sure you go over to the website. And when you're there, register, interact with us. You know, we'll call you out on the show. And if you have any questions, heck, you know, let us know what your questions are and, you know, we'll respond to you. Should I start quarterback A over quarterback B? And make sure you tell your friends because I can promise you that I've done more work than probably 90%, 99% of the people out there in terms of preparing who's going to score what for these daily fantasy leagues. And year in and year out, I turn a profit. So it should be another profitable year in 2020. And hopefully um, we'll continue that going forward. Panther, you're in the middle of nowhere again. Take us home. You know, sometimes I'm amazed. I even have a signal out here sometimes. I can't see humanity for like 100 miles. But, um, hey, real quick on tomorrow night's game, a play that a player that I like real well and you can get decent price is Will Fuller. No DeAndre Hopkins there anymore. Will Fuller's the, the new ace for Deshaun Watson. Brandon Cooks is a little under the weather and hasn't really been playing. So I, I look for Will Fuller to have a big game tomorrow night. But, uh, you know, like the guy said, we're going to put some fantasy stuff together on the website, on the app. Um, fantasy, I've been doing fantasy for 20 years, so I always have something to say. I don't know if it's right or wrong but uh join, join us there let us know what you think what you're doing how your draft went let us know what kind of plays you got submit your lineups i'll give you a grade um i funk y'all but that's just who i am i funk myself most of the time but let us know what you did yesterday on your bets let us know what you're doing tomorrow if you're going to be on that fantasy let us know what you're going to do this weekend but no matter what you do make some money fools Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.